So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Kevin Owens turns here, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we got. See you later. Don't tease, don't tease me like that. Don't <laughs> tease me that the show's over that quickly. Do, do not tease me like that. That's all we got. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, you know, this show is pretty over, man. There's a lot of people who uh, follow us on Twitter, or tweets us and stuff like that, talks about how much they don't even really care about watching Raw anymore. But they love this show, man. So we we do it for the people. Man. What, right. in, what in God's name did they love about this show? No, so this show. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I almost lost, lost all of 
faith you know in humanity. I'm like, wait a minute, like what? Oh, thank God, thank God, bro. No, thank no, no. This, uh, the, the, this show, the Legion of oh, Raw. Thank God. So, okay, yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Okay, Doctor. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We, we, we turned, we, we, we turned gimmicks into gimmick aids, and yes. uh, we have a good time every single time. So, Vince Russo, how in the world are you? How, how, how are you tonight, bro? Yeah. Bro, you know what wrestling has turned into? You know what there's a lot of? What's that? There's a lot of, I don't know, bro, if it's because they're younger. I don't know if it's a level of immaturity. I don't know what it is. But because I know the business, bro, with both companies, we're getting a lot of people popping their friends and popping the people in the back. And we're sitting here and we're watching this show. And, and, and since we're not in on the joke, it's stupid. Mm. And, and what I mean by that are like, bro, as an absolute shoot, what are, what are Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch trying to do with their wardrobe bro you know they're dressing ridiculously she's wearing her hair ridiculously she's where you know they're doing that to pop people in the back because i'm 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 watching this and the last time i saw rollins on on raw he was monday night messiah so I don't know, like, what was the transition now that turned him into Seth the Clown, yeah. and then Becky was the man. Mm-hmm. I don't – where is the transition of these characters so drastically changing? Yeah. With no explanation, by the They're way. They're doing it to pop each other, but we're not in on the joke. Bro, that's why when the fans were chanting to Rollins, you look stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, like, you look stupid. Like, mm-hmm. they're being 100% serious. Yeah, yeah. Chris, you're a lot younger than me. The people in the audience watching this are younger than me. What am I missing? What What am I missing here? I don't know. I'm probably a generation ahead of uh, of the people who care about. Well, no, I'm not. I don't even know who cares about raw events. I don't, I don't know either. who cares about. I don't, raw. I don't either, bro. I, I don't know. The median the median age is like 56. You're a little older than that. I'm I'm a lot younger than that, and so I don't. I mean, there's a lot of 54 to 56 year old people watching raw. I guess Vince. Probably because they're trying to latch on from 20 years ago when they watched it every week from the Attitude Era. I bet you, I bet you that's the reason why people in their 50s still watch Raw because they're still holding on to the days of the uh, Monday Night Wars. Ah, uh, bro. If if those people really believe it's ever going to get back to anything that resembles that, right? I just feel sorry for those people because. That that train has long pulled out of the station, bro. Yeah. Yep. 
Agreed. 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 Uh, I, people are still, I mean, I was in my twenties, uh, doing the attitude era. So, uh, well, that was in doing all right after the attitude. Era. I was in high school during attitude era. So I was still, you know, in my late teens. And so, you know, I was around and, uh, you know, I'm, um, uh, uh, doctor with a wife and three kids now and uh you know uh, people like me people who are around my age they 40s to 40 to 60 they're like you know what man i'm still trying to i miss i miss the old days of professional wrestling and i know for me vince i told you the reason why i'm a lifer i just remembered <laughs> I just try to get glimpses of those. I'm an old school wrestling fan, man. I love 80s wrestling. I love storytelling. I love just story arcs, baby faces, heels, drawing the crowd, getting that pop, making people love to hate you. That's really still a tried and true method. And we'll get to the heel turn that we saw today. It was just such, I mean, from, from being an 80s wrestling fan, of understanding that there's a really good story behind it and the turns meant so much. This heel turn that we saw tonight was one of the most lackluster heel turns I've ever seen in my 35 because years. Because nobody life. cares about either guy. Yeah. Nobody cares yeah. about either guy. Bro, yeah. bro, if you go up and down this entire card tonight, <laughs> I, there is not one single match you care about. Not one. I, I mean, seriously, like you, you, every one of these matches, I don't think you give a crap who wins any of these. No, because the characters aren't built enough. I, again, I'm, I can't sink my, sink my teeth in any of the stories right now because there's no stories. There's no stories. There's they're, not, building toward a, they're building toward a, a Survivor Series match, a Survivor Series pay-per-view, that they're trying to, they have to skip a pay per view to, to and draw stories and just throw things at the wall right now because none of the stories are going to mean anything for the next month, yeah. month and a half really. There's not even a December pay per view, so you're going for, you go straight from Survivor Series, which is brand versus brand, to two months later, uh, Royal Rumble. So for the next two and a half months, Vince. There's no payoff. Like whatever they throw on Raw and SmackDown, unless they have some big Raw event or big SmackDown event in December. But there's there's nothing to sink our teeth in as far as stories right now. It's it's very sad, Vince. Yeah, you know it's not very sad. DJ Eric with the five dollars. Very nice. Yeah, that, that's a good. That's a good analogy. That's a very good analogy. Let me give Eric applause. Very nice. I, yeah, bro, he's popping the people in the back. He's pro he's popping his friends. Meanwhile, the people are chanting, "You look stupid," yes, because you yeah. do, bro. You look stupid. You you look stupid even to the people attending the show. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, starting with uh, Seth Rollins, they were chanting, "You look stupid" in the beginning of the show. Because an in-ring promo, it gets interrupted by Kevin Owens. So how obvious, Vince, was, do you believe me? Do you believe in me? Oh, God. What bro. kind of build to right. a heel turn is that? Do you believe in me? You Are you sure? It started off with, first of all, he gets beat up by Big E last week. And 
the start of the show is him sitting on a crate kissing bees <laughs> with with an oil up biggie yeah. Yeah. you you believe in me right you you, yeah. you believe in me well, just, just again chris think about the logic I'm going to make a heel turn at the end of the show, but I'm going to spend the entire show trying to dupe people. Yeah. Like, think about the logic of that. <laughs> like, just how ridiculous that that premise is. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous, bro. Yeah, you didn't you you didn't believe in me, or do you believe in me? I'm going around asking wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. do you believe in me? Even our truth, like, yeah, our truth. I I believe. You know. I really value your opinion, Archie. You you believe me, right? I mean, that's the beginning of a heel turn in 2021. That's just it's it's getting worse and worse, man. Uh, we get to the Dirty Dogs and AJ Styles and Omos defeating RK Bro and Street Profits. Here's the thing: for me, this makes sense to be an actual Survivor Series match. That's this is what. Survivor Series is all about. I cannot, Vince, I cannot stand the Survivor Series uh, concept of brand versus brand. You have you have the five women, who, women who's going to be on the Raw uh, match representing the women overall. They're going against each other to be the number one contender, but somehow they're supposed to team up and represent Raw for some odd reason. No, no stipulation. No. Nothing added to whoever wins. Just I want to represent Raw, and I'm going to team up with someone who I can't stand. I cannot stand this concept of Survivor Series anymore. It was like bragging rights. A few, and it lasted a couple of pay per views, and there's no rhyme or reason to Survivor Series anymore. And it is it's became one of my favorite. It went from one of my favorite pay per views of the year to one of my most despised reviews out of the year because, again, there's no stories. There's absolute zero payoff to Survivor Series. You know, Chris, I wish a lot of people in your audience, and I know you got a very, very smart audience on Sports Kita, but I bet you that there's a lot of people in the audience that don't even realize the Survivor Series used to be on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it, and it Bro, you watched it. You you had Thanksgiving dinner and yep. and you everybody you look forward. Bro, I wish I wish people in the audience could see those shows. I agree. Guys, 100%. if you could just like Google, you know, Survivor Series, you know, Thanksgiving Day, yeah. bro, they would see what the true concept was behind this Absolutely. and every match mattered bro yep. like yep. and there were feuds going in every yep. ma- oh my god i really really wish wish uh the audience could 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 have seen that bro it was really something i 100 agree i think it was 80 so the first one was 87 if i'm not mistaken um i, I watched it in 87 and it was, I believe it was my aunt's apartment in 87. And we all just came and watched everybody. It was either 87 or 88. So I know for like two of them, they had on Thanksgiving and one was like Thanksgiving Eve or something like that. And we just all came together. And my yep. aunt's never really been a wrestling fan. Yep. But 
she knew that I was a wrestling fan and my great grandma, my great grandma Jewel. We we talked about great grandma Jewel, and she was the wrestling fan. She got me into it. My brother was into it until about Attitude Era, um, and I've been a wrestling fan ever since. I mean, from 1985, 86 on, and so yeah, it, I remember watching the Survivor Series. We all came together. Wasn't any really diehard wrestling fans except for me lobbying to to, to want to watch it. Everybody came over th- for Thanksgiving. We watched Survivor Series, and it was really cool. Like a lot of people were just congregating around, and it was playing on the. On well, the you know what, Chris? Here's the thing: it was fun. It was fun. Like what? What's fun about this show? Like wh- wh- where's the fun? What's fun about watching? That was fun. You know what's so fun about the Survivor Series back then, Vince, is that it was teams of names that were over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, so Hogan had a team. Andre yep. had a team. That was yep. the very. That was the whole point of Survivor Series to continue the feud between Hogan and Andre. Yep. And so Hogan had his team. Andre had his team, and it was like okay, two big names, and they had people who had their back. Yeah. Who were also feuding with people who they put in the matches yep. to put the four on fours or the five on fives. That's an awesome concept. Yep. That's a fantastic concept. Yep. And you really don't need like some big payoff. It was just a culmination of a bunch of feuds put together in matches. And bro, think about this too. In that match, they're going through every individual feud. Yep. And think about when it's finally Andre and Hulk. Yep. Think of like, bro. Think about that. Think yeah. about where is that magic? Right. Where is that, bro? You're waiting the whole match. Everybody's getting their feud in. Everybody's getting their feud in, and then you know Andre's in there, and, and bro, I could see Hogan now on the apron, looking to the people, <laughs> cheeks full of air, and they're going nuts. Yeah. And he gets the big ten. Yeah. Bro, what the heck happened to that, bro? Now it's uh, Raw versus SmackDown. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Bro, we sound like two old men. <laughs> we, we, we're doing the old back in You know, back in 1987, you know. <laughs> back in Evansville. <laughs> oh, boy, bro. Sound like boy, uh, boy, boy. Lance, uh, Lance Russell. Um, I, yeah. I I find it hard to believe. Like Chris, I can still, I could still go to a concert. I could still go to a ball game, and I have fun. Yeah. I don't know how people that attend these shows are having fun. <laughs> like I don't like I'm I'm ser- I'm be- I'm dead serious. Like wh- where is I don't know. Maybe it's me, bro. May- maybe it's me. I don't. I know. think the lot the live. Uh, feel is different because I did go to Extreme Rules. It was in Columbus, and it was and fun. It was it was fun. Yeah. I mean, it was it was. I like going to live events. I'm yeah. a huge yeah. sports mark. I love sports, and yeah. so going to live sports events, I just I was I had fun because of that. I didn't yeah. I didn't enjoy the card. It was like yeah. the, when I was watching Extreme Rules live, I was I was like catching up with friends, talking to friends. Like that was most of what I was doing. It was just yeah. more of the live sports fellowship you know what yeah, i mean yeah it yeah, wasn't I like oh i can't wait to watch extreme rules tonight yeah, i'm gonna go and yeah. i'm so excited about the card i was uh, i barely even was paying attention to really any of it i mean yeah. It's just, yeah and so when i go to like live raws and live smackdowns and stuff like that 
I'm the guy who is like, I'm the, I'm the heckler. Like I'll just, I'll make the whole row around me laugh yeah. because I'll just throw out like old random names and like people will like, ladies and gentlemen in the ring here, he's coming down the ring. It's Pez Watley, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's the missing link. You know, like I'll just, I'll do that. Like I, I'll yeah. do, I'll be that guy. I'll make yeah. the whole row laugh by like doing comment. I'll, I'll do color commentary. Yeah. I'll just roll out a bunch of random names, you know, like yeah. that's, that's me having fun at a live event. You yeah. Know I mean, like I don't really don't care about the, I don't care about watching the show, yeah. watching the match, even nowadays, especially nowadays, particularly nowadays. I, I don't, I don't care about it. So yeah, uh, live sports feel is is fun. So Kevin Owens, he's backstage. He has a discussion with the Mysterios, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> Pistol Pez Wally. A lot of people are putting over Pistol Pez, man. Yes, I used to be a Pistol Pez guy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> very nice. Very nice chat room. Very nice. Y'all know. Y'all know uh, y'all's Pistol Pez Wally. Um, yeah. So he, he's discussing with the Mysterios. He's having a "Do You Believe Me" segment with Ray Mysterio, ladies and gentlemen. He said, "Okay, I, you know, I trust you. I, I trust you, Ray. I trust your word, Ray Mysterio. Do you believe me?" And uh, the, when I saw this. I saw the Kevin Owens part and I saw this. I was just like, I was already checked out. I said, clearly he's going to turn heel. But really, though, I mean, like, we're using this? Is this a start of a feud with Mysterio, like down the line? Or what is this? It, it was such a terrible type of uh, teaser to a heel yeah. turn. Yeah. That's all you got, just the, just crickets. You know, bro. It's funny because, like, I swear, like, the thing is, bro. Like, I still enjoy television. Like, you know, Doctor Chris, I don't know about you, but if I'm watching a show that I'm into, mm -hmm. and my wife starts talking to me, I'm trying to listen to her and listen to the show at the same time. But do you do what I do? As soon as she stops talking. Do you rewind back to the part before she started talking? So this is what I do, Vince. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have these earphones, all right? And I have a very nice office. So this is my podcast studio back here and on the other side is a theater. And so, but I usually use, I have two monitors right in front of me and then I have a flat screen that I use as a television and a third monitor right, right above me here. And I am usually having that. Well, I'm usually working on the two monitors. I have television playing on the monitor above me. All right. And so I put my headphones on. So my wife comes in, as lovely and beautiful as she is, she'll start talking, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, mm -hmm. And so I'll do one of these for a second. Right. And I'll wait for a pause. <laughs> i like that i like this system i like this system yeah yeah so that's what I, she knows that like when i put the when i put the earphone back on like when i put the headphone back on like i'm i'm listening yeah. to the to tv now. Yeah. but yeah. i'm like like you know like i'll watch shows and i gotta rewind it because i don't want to miss like i would never re i would never send this show <laughs> no. in the opposite direction no. ever like no. never bro never no. 
Bro, I swear to God. Uh, let, let's be honest, Chris. I know this is like a family show and everything. Bro, I swear to you, the only thing that could make me put this show in a rewind mode is if there is like a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> if I think I saw a wall, oh, wait a minute. Outside of that, I will never rewind this show. They had ever. one today. They had one today. When was there was, one? This green one black. For, for a few seconds. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, oh, I didn't I realize was, that. I think it was Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I know that uh, Carmella, she was like, she was like, messed, she was like fumbling. Yeah, no, and, I was like, yeah. I, I I don't know. Like at, on that pin, I was like, how did she keep those? Yeah. In? Like, yeah. yeah. That was, but yeah, yeah like, but struggling. that's the thing. I will never, I will never go back because I miss something because yeah. you don't miss anything. No. There's no. nothing to miss here, bro. No. It's, it's it really is and then even if you miss it they'll recap it like three exactly. times you're you're exactly right bro you're exactly <laughs> like there's right. no there's no need to rewind because yeah. you're you're going to show what i missed like four other times yeah during the three hours so no need to rewind uh we saw uh the vignette. Did you see the vignette this week of Vera Mahan? I missed it again. again. Come what on. the heck? Yes. I did not row. see it, bro. <laughs> I did not see it. Two um, weeks in uh, a row, Vince. Oh, another Vera Mahan promo. Oh, my uh, Another Vera Mahan vignette. It was basically the same thing. It's just mm. coming soon to Raw type of deal. Yeah. And like I said, I wouldn't be too happy about having those vignettes. Yeah, uh, it's been the week, curse to death, yeah, man. Look, last week I said Eva Marie's had a vignette. Um, Karrion Cross had a vignette. Keith Lee's had a vignette. And I said, look what all those three people have led. Those vignettes have led those three people. It's like yeah. the kiss of death is what I called it, all right? Yeah. Three days later, all three of them are fired. Yep. So... Or released, they're an independent contractor, technically released from their contract, from their project, essentially. And so I'm like, uh, Vera Mahan, he's, yeah, man, he's yeah. the next one in line with these kiss of death vignettes. Man, I, I'm yeah. not too, I wouldn't be too happy if I was Vera, Vera Mahan. I'd be like, hey guys, please don't give me any vignettes because even Marie, Gary Cross, like Keith Lee, like. None of this, it doesn't seem very promising for me because even Marie had weeks upon weeks upon yeah. weeks of vignettes. She did. She's yeah. released. Carrying Cross had weeks of vignettes. He's gone. Keith Lee had a bear cut coming to Raw. Yeah. And yet he's gone. So, yeah. I don't Ooh. know, bro. I don't know what's going on over there, man. I don't either. Uh, Seth Rollins. Um, he talks to the Alpha Academy backstage. He's trying to again. This is so this this whole thing is just so weird. So you have Seth Rollins trying to tell people that Kevin Owens is lying and he really is untrustworthy. So he talks to the Alpha Academy about it. But at the end, he's like, We lied. Kevin Owens is mad that Seth Rollins is really lying to get Big E to be against him, to not believe him. So he tries to beat up Seth Rollins. But 
He lost by count up because he bumped into Big E and then he gets upset and he really was untrustworthy, but he was telling people to believe him. It just if I'm watching this from an episodic television standpoint, I would say, whoa, like wait a minute, like I'm getting really lost here. And I don't know if I'm going to come back to this because this is way too confusing to me. <laughs> I, I, bro, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's confusing, man. Biggie defeats Chad Gable. Um, Chad Who's, Gable is a really cool competitor. Go ahead. Yeah, but I'm just saying, bro. I'm, I'm like, this match is on. I'm like, who is watching this right now? Like, sh- show me the person that has any interest in this whatsoever my issue is that you have to really make your main eventers feel like main eventers yeah you said that last week too yes i I say that all the time and you literally had the wwe champion go against someone who has not been pushed whatsoever yeah i mean great athlete and chad gable but his stock is incredibly low. Yep. So not only did you have Biggie, the the WWE champion, go at the midway through the Raw, and he came out first, and he went against Chad Gable, and the match was 50-50 against someone who's incredibly less, who's significantly smaller than he is. And this match, out of anything, made Chad Gable look better than Big E. I, again, Big E's my favorite wrestler on on Raw on WWE right now. But this match didn't it helped Chad Gable more than it helped Big E because Chad Gable got his stuff in before he put Big E over. And then helping Big E. And then bro, on top of that, at the end of the show a show you had the scene with Austin Theory. Yeah. What like why is why is the champion around these people? Who's 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 over Vince? Who who's who's getting over here? Like, are you again? Are you building your main event star to feel like the main event star? Imagine Hogan going against someone like a uh, Red Rooster. Red Rooster. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Terry Taylor. Yeah. Hulk Hogan versus yeah. Red Rooster. Yeah. And the mid midway through the WWE program at the time, the, the, at the halfway mark of the program. If, if it's a typically an hour program or two hour program, a half an hour to the hour mark, Hogan versus Rooster, and Rooster gets a bunch of stuff in before Hogan wins. He's a bro. You can you can feel it now. And I hate to say this, bro. He's a placeholder. Yeah, he he, fe- he feels like a you know why I say he's a placeholder because bro I wrote enough shows with enough companies to know the champion should be the hood ornament of the show. Yeah. Everything I don't care who it is. Everything revolves around the champion. Why? Because everybody wants that title. For sure. So that is the star of the show. Yes. Bro, you don't, in his heyday, bro, you didn't put Brad Pitt in a movie as a supporting actor. 
He's the star. Tom Cruise was the star of the movie. Everything revolved around Tom Cruise's character. If you don't give that character that feel, he's not the star of the show. That's correct. Yeah. And then and then what happens? What do they do, bro? Then in three months, oh, he didn't get over. Right. Bro, he didn't get over because you didn't put him in a position to get. How is the guy going to get over with Chad Gable? Right. How's he going to get a what? What could Biggie possibly do to increase his stock right. against Chad Gable? What could he possibly do? Exactly. How is he increasing his stock against Chad Gable? Nothing against Chad Gable, but the way that Chad Gable has been booked since he's been on the WWE programming, just about has been very mid cardy. He like there's nothing about Chad Gable. That makes Biggie feel like a bigger star. Nothing. There's nothing. And why, why, why is the champion in there with mid carders? How did a mid carder earn the right to get in the ring with a champion? How did he earn that right? Exactly. Yeah. How did he how did he get in the how did he get to Bro. the point where I'm going against the WWE champion? Bro, let's just compare it to boxing and UFC. Is is a is a boxer or an MMA fighter that's five hundred? Are they going to get the opportunity to get into the ring with the undefeated champion? No, because there's legitimate rankings. Right, exactly, exactly. So if you're ranked number eight, like if you got a decent record or you know above average record, and you're ranked eight or ninth. You're not just going to be thrown in the ring with the with the champion at the time. But bro, we're, we're not we're not even getting eight and ninth. We're no. getting like fourteenth and fifteenth, yeah, exactly. bro. Yeah. Like there, there's there's ten guys above nineteen ranked Chad Gable versus number one ranked Big E. You're not you putting know. the guy. You're not putting it. You're not putting him in a position to succeed, bro. You're not. Case in point, he literally went against the mid carter in the middle of the card like like it like it was literally in go. the middle of the card there you go bro unbelievable Unreal. so it's literally a mid carter tonight because yeah. he wrestled in the middle of the card so i mean he, he played the role of a mid carter tonight and he's the wwe champion and he literally wrestled in the middle of the card so how do you again how does it make biggie look better if he literally wrestled in the middle of the card. But again, bro, I'm going to say it again. He's got to speak up, bro. He has to. Because if he doesn't speak up, they're going to keep putting him in situations like that. And you know what you're going to have? You're going to have Drew McIntyre. Yeah. All over again. If he doesn't speak up. You know, that's what talent needs to understand. If they speak up, they're they're making the decision for management not that easy the next time because now management knows well shoot he had a hard time with that how's he gonna feel when he's wrestling when we book him to wrestle otis next week at least they're going to think about it if you go along with everything they tell you forget it bro like for get you you're you're gonna be in there with the with the cameraman yeah, and and they had the nerve again, Vince, in the middle of the card. At the end, oh, he beats Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. 
But what about that face off with Otis though? Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otis is going to upset Biggie, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and Otis just, man, he just looks like as generic of a player B you could possibly get on a video game. Like his, there's nothing that looks over about Otis. He he ran rough shot through people in SmackDown for a few weeks, and he would just beat up the Street Profits all the time. But now on Raw, he just, he looks like Chad Gable's lackey. Like he just he looks. Biggie called him a, a giant thumb or something like that. I'm like, man, he, he looks he looks so generic. Well, that's, that's, that's next week. Yeah, he's he's oh, I'm in the middle of the car, by the way. So. Yeah, uh, Kevin Owens and our truth backstage um, <clears throat> again. Another one of those. Do you believe me? Segments that just didn't do anything uh, teased the heel turn that you knew was going to happen uh you know our truth is funny man i mean you know he you work with them he's yeah yeah he's just you know i respect the heck out of our truth because he's like talk about someone who maximizes their minutes i mean he's like come on now i mean he's probably like this segment sucks you know like but again yeah although i'm in a segment that i like I don't want to be here, but I'm going to make people laugh. At least, yeah. at least in this segment, I'm going to talk about her, her maid and his maid. What mer him or mer her or something like that has hired mermaid or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. this is funny stuff. You know, he's yeah. <clears throat> he's just really doing the. He, he's really at a stage. He's almost fifty years old. Yeah. Like whatever, I'm getting paid six figures and whatever, you know what I mean. So oh, I, I, can, it, I can respect that. I can respect yeah. that. So, yeah. um, next we have uh, the backstage raw. The, the this 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 segment here with the with the raw woman mm. felt as fifty fifty as as you possibly can. Like I literally looked at all of those names and I'm like, why? Is Bianca Belair in this huddle, in this puddle of mess? They really made Bianca Belair be in a big old argumentative huddle of people wanting a spot. And she was just champ three months ago, two and a half months ago. And again, I say you have to, you have to, uh, compare the top names or potential top names with the top names of before. And it's like someone like, if you think of someone like a, a, a rising star back in the attitude or someone like a, uh, a triple H or, you know, like he was, he was a rising star in the late nineties and it's like, okay, so someone like a triple H or even like, 2000s because you know he already he had a uh, uh, um, I think it was a 99 was his first uh, or 2000 was his first uh, title title reign 99 or 2000 probably 2000 I think yeah well I think it was 90 I think it was right after SummerSlam he beat was it was after I it was after I left I left in like September of 99 yeah okay so I know the 2000 was WrestleMania 16, if I'm not mistaken, he was champ at that time. Uh, it was the four-way. It was the McMahons in every corner, and it was Foley Rock, Mankind, and oh, Foley Rock, 
Triple H and Big Show, I think it was. <clears throat> yeah, because and it was a man at McMahon in every corner. And I think Triple, if I'm not mistaken, Triple H was champion at that time. And he left, and I think he was like the first heel to leave um, uh, as champion. So for some reason, I thought his first, I thought his first uh, WWE championship was right after SummerSlam of um, 99. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna find that out real quick. Yeah, it but, could have been because I mean, I left, I left soon after SummerSlam, bro. I got you. Yeah, I think he'd be fully like maybe the Raw after SummerSlam or the Raw, the, the Raw following SummerSlam. Uh, he won. Yep, the Raw after SummerSlam, August twenty third, ninety nine. Well, I guess I, I guess I was, I guess I was there then. Yep, <clears throat> that was his yeah. first. Uh, his first reign was August or the raw after summer Sunday. Bro, that that that's the problem when you look at every one of these people that we're talking about. The the writers slash Vince slash Bruce slash whoever you want, mm-hmm. bro. They don't know how to keep people over. Yeah, they don't. They, they, bro, there's an art to keeping people over and keeping their stock up. They don't know how to do that, bro. Somebody somebody will reach the pinnacle. We can go through everyone. We can go to Drew. We can go to Becky. We can name a hundred people on the roster. They'll reach that pinnacle and then they can't, they can't keep them on that level and move them up. Bro, remember when Owens was in the angle with Shane? Yeah. Okay. And look, look where where he is now. You're gonna tell me his his stock has gone up right. since then? Right. Yeah, they, no, it hasn't. They a can't sustain th- it, bro. A couple things. Um, there's a comment saying Trish Stratus and Lita until it became a ribbon or weren't even in segments like Bianca was tonight. Those are two good examples. You won't catch Trish Stratus in a huddle talking about getting a spot. You know, I mean, just mm-hmm. you won't do. You won't see that with Trish Stratus. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, because she was over. She was a top star. If Bianca Belair is going to be built as a top star, why is she in the same uh, huddle as someone like a Dewdrop? You know what I mean? And, and for some reason, do we had two heel turns? Dewdrop turns heel tonight too, out of nowhere. So she's feuding in the with with Bianca in the huddle. And it just this this whole thing. And then you got Dana Brooks standing up and saying, "If anybody earned the spot, you've you've done a job in every. How did you earn a spot?" Again, someone wrote that for her, and that had to be embarrassing. Like, ooh, like we really going to like? I really have to say that? Are you sure? Like, I that's the type of things. The last time Dana Brooke won a match. Oh my God! I couldn't imagine. Mm, she won a. She won a single. She won a, a triple, a six man tag match on Raw. Her, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose beat Charlotte, Nia Jax, and Shanna Baszler in May. May six months ago. Wow, that's that was crazy. and that was. Uh, that was a multi-person match. Wow! So the last time she won a singles match. Oh my God! A year. Um, main event. She beat Peyton Royce. That was in February. That was nine months ago. Jeez, bro, it's nuts, nuts. 
So someone who hasn't won a singles match in nine months is coming into their locker room and saying, I deserve it. Yeah, if anybody deserves it, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't won it. I haven't won singles match in nine months, but if anybody deserves it, it's me. It's me. Yeah. (laughs) This is ridiculous logic there. Uh, We get um, the the Mysterios and Austin Theory thing with Dominic getting medical attention. Mysterio has the interview, and then Austin Theory comes out, takes the selfie. Like, is this how is this enhancing his character? How are you getting stronger as a character if you've already beat? Ray Mysterio, like you've beat Dominic Mysterio, like you're past the Mysterios, you've beat them. So right. why do you go back to them as if there's as if they are going to increase your stock as as a as a wrestler? I don't I don't understand that. I don't either, bro. I don't know. And do you think that he really think this selfie thing's going to get over, or he's just taking a spot on the raw right now? Me, me, meaning, who thinks it's going to get over? Theory. Obviously, Vince thinks it's going to get over. So, okay. So, let me pick your brain on that then. So, Vince McMahon nowadays isn't a matter of, does he still control every single beat that happens in the WWE? Still has alternate 100%. 100%. 100%. So, he looks at someone like an Austin Theory and he's like, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's 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 do a cell phone gimmick with. Bro, that. here's how he here's how it usually works. This is how it usually works. Austin Theory is seen taking a selfie with somebody in the back, okay. one of the boys. So to Bruce now, Bruce Pritchard either sees that or gets wind of it. Like now, Austin Theory is being a mark taking his pictures with guys. He'll run to Vince, tell Vince what a mark Austin Theory is. Boom, that's the gimmick they give the guy. That's how it happens, bro. I guarantee you that's exactly what happened. He took a selfie in the back. Either he met Flair or somebody did a selfie. Somebody saw it, stooged it off to Bruce. Bruce ran to Vince's office, and the next thing you know, that's the gimmick. That's how it works. I'm telling you, bro, that's how it works. You said something interesting about uh, none of the – executives or none of the the creative team has a ability to maintain someone getting over nope. now Pritchard's been on and off with the company for 30 plus years 40 years I mean he was the one you know who had who really gave people like the undertaker and stuff like that as far as just more depth and more flavor to make their character have layers and have and really get over why in 2021 doesn't he have that same type of creative but he's still doing he's still doing it the same way he that that's the problem bro being in that wrestling bubble they haven't evolved bro when you will look at the show tonight you see so many ridiculous 1980s characters. Bro, perfect example, and we went right over it. The, the, the girl scene in the locker room. 
Zelina Vega is acting like an absolute moron. Yeah. She's got a crown on, and bro, she's standing there the whole time smiling and doing that. That that's Bruce. That okay. that that's what they do, bro. Gotcha. The, the, you you'll still see these characters, but they're not realistic street street cred, dangerous, threatening. They're cartoon characters bro look, look 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 at the girls in the locker room look at that scene you yeah. got the one wearing the you got you got the superhero wearing the mask yeah. you got tina turner from thunderdome you got the little princess doing this look at what you've got in that locker room yeah a circus act God, I, I know man when when i was in the attitude era like legitimately sable wanted to kill sunny Luna wanted to kill Sable. Like th there was legitimate heat with no. they would have never clowned yeah. like that. I mean, it was legitimate, serious heat. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point there, Vince. Uh Drake Maverick, oh man. <laughs> talk oh, about man, bro. talk talk about 1980s just and this is even this this is isn't even 1980s. This is this is like some 1970s circus, you know, wrestling show with Andre the Giant headlining the 15-person battle royal type of deal. Like this is this was bad. It was Reggie breaks his streak of winning the of, of maintaining the 24/7 championship by losing to Spud, losing to uh, Drake Maverick, then Tozawa wins, beats Drake Maverick, and then. Corey Graves beats Tozawa, and then Byron Saxon beats Corey Graves. Tozawa, then um, Ma Maverick beats uh, Saxton, and then Reggie beats Maverick again, and then he tumbles his way on out of the out of the ring, and everybody's shocked, like. After he wins again, no one chases him. He tumbles away from the ring, and then he had to go back to the ring to get his belt. But no one even did anything. They were just shocked. It just... <laughs> I, I, I just... I, I can't even get past the part of the guy wrestling in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't. But that's what I mean. You see what I mean, bro? That's exactly what I mean. A guy's wrestling in a suit. Yeah. Okay, like that's exactly what I'm talking about, man. I was thinking about that too. Like the guy usually, the, the guy literally comes out in a suit and wrestles in a suit. And yep. He tumbles around in a suit and yep. it just doesn't make sense. So if someone says, you know what, Aaron R. Scheister wrestled in a suit. Well, actually, he had a, a, a dress shirt and suspenders on. That was that was the gimmick. You know what yeah. I mean? He, he made he looks like he was some type of. Uh, uh, period, period eyed, you know, I mean, uh, type of uh, insurance guy, like uh, IRS, guy, IRS tax agent. man, yes, you know absolutely, I mean? yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, man, don't cheat on your taxes, man. And otherwise, my 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 glass is going to be down. I'm be laser focused on your eyes. I'm gonna have laser eyes that just burn a hole in you, man. And I'm gonna, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. You tax cheat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean that's. I, I mean that's that's cool, man. That's, that made that made a mid card guy. You know, what I mean, it made him important. It made him relevant. You know, what I mean, yep. that's what I, I I like. That that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, next we have the Liv Morgan winning the five way match, and this is when we get the do drop heel turn. And I mean, I guess this bro, is what, bro. What did they do last week? Uh, with the the females, Bucky Becky was cutting the promo. Yep. And who walked in? Uh, you're you're having me trying to remember. Liv Morgan. Remember Liv Morgan? Remember you yes, were saying yes, she's done yes, with yes. Bianca Belair? Bro, yeah, so bro. Liv Morgan walks in on that scene. Yeah. Who wins the match here, bro? Liv Morgan. To, to get to face. I, I mean, like, really? <laughs> like, really, bro? Like, yeah. seriously? Yeah. I watched this match, and I said, I bet you Liv Morgan's going to win. Because two things. One, because of that segment last week. And yep. two, because they kept talking about how Liv wasn't going to win the match. Yeah. Like, the commentator and Becky Lynch kept saying, oh, she's not going to, you know, she's not going to do this. And I'm like, of course that's going to make her win the match. You know what I mean? And so... And I yeah. don't know. I don't. I don't know, bro. I don't know what Becky Lynch's look is with with her hair. I I don't know what she's doing, bro. I don't. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, I don't get it. When did um I forgot to put down Lashley and uh, uh, Dominic. When did that happen again? That happened. Um. Oh my god! Where did that? Oh, that happened, bro. After. They were in the locker room, Ray and Dominic with Owens. And then uh, Pierce went out with them. And uh, they, yep. they, if you want to keep your spot, you yep. got to beat this next guy. Yep, yep, yep. So Pierce, so he, so I meant to, I meant to talk about that for a second. Pierce said that he wants Raw to win. So he's going to make us, he's going to make Raw have former champions. I made a mistake, and that's to put you in the match. I had all former WWE champions. Okay, so, but he was just on SmackDown suspending Brock Lesnar because he's on SmackDown too. But both Pierce and DeVille are heel officials now because DeVille's doing her thing with Naomi. She's not really doing much with just about anybody else, but she's really doing anything with Naomi with Naomi. Pierce isn't exclusive to Raw. Sonya's not exclusive to SmackDown. But for some reason he wants Raw to win now. I just this is so confusing. I was confused, bro, because I just assumed I missed something on SmackDown. I was so confused, but I'm like, I don't watch SmackDown. So I'm like, oh you must have missed something. Mm -hmm. So nothing happened on SmackDown. No, nothing. It wasn't a Adam Pierce saying he's going to leave SmackDown. It wasn't a nothing. It was it was the same. It was he's saying he wants Raw to win this week, and there's no type of reasoning, nothing of the reason why he all of a sudden wants Raw. And to think win. about that, bro. So Dominic gets buried in the verbiage. Then Dominic gets buried buried in the match. Yeah. Okay, bro, let's see what they do next week to protect Dominic. Let's see what they do next week. Since they buried him verbally, you're not a champion, you're not good enough, then they destroy him in a match. So what are you going to do for him next week? With your theory of Vince McMahon expects people to forget every week, or he forgets every week, I don't see them trying to even protect Dominic. And I that's how that. that's how you'll never get him over. True. 
Absolutely. That's how you never get over, bro. Yes, indeed. Um, and so, like I said, Dewdrop makes the heel turn during this women's match. So I'm guessing if if there's any solace to this, maybe they're pulling Bianca away from the title scene to earn reps to be a, as a baby face to feud against the heel Dewdrop. But Dewdrop's whole thing is about doing the whole dewdrop dance and appeasing all the the, the little girls and yeah, bro, them. she's she's wearing the, the t shirt that the drop. Yeah. That was the whole reason for the dewdrop. Get the merch. Yeah. So now she's got the merch. She's yeah. doing the dance, but she's a heel. So who's gonna buy the shirt? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yes, I'm a I'm a heel now. I'm not going to cater to the fans anymore. I'm right. not going to do my little thing or yeah. anything dealing with Dewdrop appeasing, you know, the the the, the kid fans. I'm heel now. So there's my merch. So when you were there, did they make money from merch too? Merch sales? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what bro. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So because uh, I remember it was Jericho and JB, I believe, that said that they refuse to even do merch because they wanted to hone in their heel character. So oh yeah. No, a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of guys are that way, bro. A lot of guys are that mm. way. I appreciate that. I, I really respect that. Like yeah. someone like a JBL, he's like, no, nah, I don't even, I don't want merch because I really want to hone my character right. in so much. Yeah. I really want people to legitimately hate me Yeah, and I don't want people to be buying my merch. I, yeah. I agree. I, I agree. I, like, if I was a heel, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, yeah. "Hey, bump my pay up a bit." You know what I mean? To balance that out, but don't. I I don't want any merch. I don't. I don't. I want. I don't want to see, but see but, someone but, out there wearing my shirt. Like, I but back then, back then, bro, you didn't have your baby faces and you heels. You had real people. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, D, you could consider DX heels, mm -hmm. but they were so cool yeah. that the kids wanted to buy the rubber why did kids buy nwo oh yeah you know see i see that's the thing though man i i know that you know it was kind of, it's kind of great to you but i still think that putting nwo over so much really killed a lot of the baby faces that was at wcw at the time man because they were just they were so cool and so over and someone like a Scotty Riggs, and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people like that were just like, oh, sorry about that. Like, <laughs> you're sorry, you're 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 not as cool as the NWO. And I remember watching. I mean, I watched WCW every week just as much as I watched uh, WWE. I literally, I literally had a remote in my hand every week, and I would hit the reset button. I would yeah. I would hit the reset button every and like. I would bounce back and forth from Raw to, uh, to Nitro every yeah. single week. And that's how I watched the Money Out Roars every week, just holding my remote like this. Yep. And uh, I just remember, like, a lot of the heels at that time, and I've interviewed over 300 people, a lot of them were former WCW guys, and they're just like, man, at that time, the NWO was so over <laughs> like that, I just – I just kind of gave up because I wasn't going to get over as a baby face because the NWO was just so over and people yeah. loved them and bought their merch and thought they were cool. And they just boo me. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, you know what I mean? And so that's why I just think that 
that, that old school tried and true method. You know what I mean? And that's the reason why I love like an MJF nowadays. It's just hard though, bro, because man, sometimes when people are cool, they're just cool. That's true. Like, Kevin Nash is just cool. Like yeah. Scott Hall was just cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think there was anything you could have done to make people boo them because they were just cool. So that's where my psychology comes in. I think you can do anything. I think anyone is is prone to do something to make people not like them. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, I mean, I get it all the time. I'm thankful for it. I get I'm a likable guy. I get that all the time. I'm a likable guy. But, I mean, there's people who, you know, speak badly against me to find reasons. I can play on that and be like, well, screw you. Screw all of you. You know what I mean? Like, I there was a point in my life that I was a very unlikable guy. You know what I mean? I found faith and it changed my life. And, like, I know how to be an unlikable guy. Like, I'm just one, you know, step away to just – turning heel on life, you know what I mean? And being yeah. unlikable. So I, I definitely think that someone's pr- prone or someone's privy to be unlikable. And my thing is, if it's really a pay it forward business, and if you, if you really, as a main eventer, if you really want to help other talent, you know what I mean? It's not step on other talent you already have, you're already over, you know what I mean? So you want to make, and that's the reason why DDP uh, became over because the NWO was such a, a, a tyranny, you know what I mean? They, they, they took over, they were dominant and there was only like a, a two or three really good heels, you know what I mean? I mean? Good, good baby face at that time. You had your stings. Yeah your pipers and your uh ddps like those were the three baby faces at that time that ran in goberg you know f- there was really the four baby faces at that time that really feuded against the nwo yeah that people still got behind because they were there to kind of save the day you know yeah. for the takeover so yeah. you know and, and it's an interesting concept and it's it's easy and it's really a chat, like it's really a cool challenge as a wrestler to say, okay, so I'm a heel. Okay. Like that to me, if I, if I was, if I had a discussion and they were like, for instance, if, if, if you were writing uh wrestling now and I was in the wrestling business and we had a discussion, you know, Hey, guess what? I think that uh, we're, we're thinking about turning you heel. You know, I'll talk about, okay, first of all, you know how I am. What's the end game? You know, how, how does this make sense? Right. What does this build to? I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to do it if you're just saying, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm not just going to sacrifice any momentum that I have just for nothing. You know, there's no point of this. But if you give me a, a reasonable uh, uh, motive behind it, okay, let's do it. You know what I mean? Let's let's do it. Let's Let, let me turn heel. And for me, as a professional, I would say, man, like, I'm excited about this. Like, I'm yeah. excited about the build, the turn, the heat. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want people to hate me. Like, that's what I really want. And if I see people cheering me, I'm going to do everything in my power to say, huh, next week, I'm going to make sure that th- that crowd of people they're not going to cheer me. I want to make sure of that. And that's the reason why I can respect a, uh, like an MJF and a Baron Corbin. 
And that's the reason why I don't like people like Adam Cole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just don't, I, you know, I don't, it's not like I don't like him as a person, but I'm talking about as a character. I just don't, I like, to me, Adam Cole epitomizes just what heels should not be. Like, yeah. I just, there's nothing about Adam Cole. He He's good in the ring. He wrestles well. Why am I booing him? Why why am I booing Adam Cole? He does the boom thing. It's catchy. He does the Adam Cole baby. That's catchy. He's good in the ring. He cuts a good promo. He's he's a cool guy. He's a cool kid from the block. Why do I dislike you? You know what I mean? And so it makes the baby faces look bad. It makes people boo the baby faces. And I think that that's counterproductive. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, next, we have uh, Seth Rollins defeating Kevin Owens by count out. And this was the setup. I mean, I, again, uh, this was the setup. I mean, I, this was pretty, pretty clear cut. I, we knew that this was going to happen. We knew that Kevin Owens was going to make the turn. The turn was just so lackluster. They do a they do a hard shot on on Biggie, just looking like mm, I'm just there, just I'm just standing right there by the apron. I don't know what's going to happen, and then it gets kicked in the face. Why are you standing there in the first place? And bro, what a bro that that bump on the side of the ring is a dangerous bump. That bro, that the side there's no give. Yep. There is no give when you're throwing a guy the size of Biggie in in, in the in the side of the ring, yeah. bro. That will screw you up. I looked at that, bro. I I know that hurt him. There is yeah. no way that didn't hurt him. And I'm like, why are you doing that, bro? Yeah. There is no give on the side of the ring. You you want to break three to guys' ribs? Like, right. what are you doing, man? Agreed. For one and for two, you've got a big match against Roman Reigns in just a couple of weeks. And then for three, this is what what is this leading to? Is this leading to a triple threat? Like what right now you have Rollins versus Big E. And so you're going to have that match. And then does Kevin Owens interfere in the match and st- continues his feud with Big E? But then again, you're not having a pay-per-view for another two months that, that means anything with Raw and SmackDown storylines. Right now you have Survivor Series coming up, totally irrelevant to Raw or SmackDown individual storylines. Mm-hmm. Your next pay-per-view's in two months. So... And that's the Royal Rumble. So a lot of these storylines might be buried in the Royal Rumble too. So if you really think about it, a lot of these storylines aren't going to mean anything for the next three months. So how do you even make it relevant to the payoff? What's going to be the payoff here? Bro, all I know is I'm watching this match and number one, I don't care who wins. I don't know why I should be rooting for, I, I don't know. And then bro, even sadder than that, the way the match ends, I could care less if Big E gets his revenge. Yeah, like, I don't care. Point. Like, I just, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I mean, bro, at the end of Raw, I hate to back in our day, bro, when somebody got the best of Austin at the end of the yep. show, yep. you knew, bro, next week, all hell was break. Like, you knew. Yep. I don't. I don't care. 
Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a really good point because at the end of the day, you're thinking like, is Big E really going to have his comeuppance? I, am I even afraid that Big E is going to do something next week? Because right now he's in a feud with Rollins. And then you have uh, someone's mentioned the, 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 there's no December period, but there's the uh, January 1st period. So that's true. But that's still in January. So that's still another two months from now. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's still irrelevant. Um, but you, you have Biggie feuding with Rollins, who got the, the title match. Then he's feuding with Owens, who turned on him. And he had a back and forth match with Chad Gable, and there's a stare down with Otis. with Otis. So he's in a mid card feud, and he's in a world title feud, a, a main event feud. But he, they're not booking him as if he's a threat. And he, and it's not hard to book Big E to look like a threat. The dude looks like a threat. Right. So there's nothing it makes your job easier, but you're making the job harder to someone who looks like Big E. Just it just like it just makes me think again, Vince. Who comes up with this stuff and why is it so difficult to put to consistently make someone look good nowadays? Because you've got a owner who forget who forgot what he did on last week's show i'm telling you bro i'm i'm telling you yeah. because bro that's where we always used to pick up the show what happened last week that's yeah. where we used to start it's not a television yeah okay this is what happened last week so now yeah. we got to go from here and we got to go to here yeah. if you don't remember what happened last week guess what biggie's in a feud with rollins biggie's in a feud with otis Biggie's in a few with Kevin Owens. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and then next week, we're going to totally forget about Gabe and Otis, and there's going to be no time. Don't know, bro. They, they, they like just they. There's they just forgot how to story tell. There's just no story, like nothing, bro. Like nothing. Again, I say, Vince, this is supposed to be episodic television, bro. Do you know? A lot of people don't realize this. You know, uh, Tina Turner, mm -hmm. she was married to Ike. Yep. Okay. Tina Turner tried to have a solo career. Yep. It was going nowhere. What did Tina Turner do, bro? She sat down with People Magazine and had an interview mm -hmm. and threw Ike under the bus. Yep. Talked about you know, how much she was abused. And how yeah. much she was abused. Bro, that made her career. She literally threw her ex-husband under the bus because her career was going nowhere. Yeah. That, that People magazine interview, uh, you know, it was planned, and she told the world that because her career was going nowhere. Yeah. Didn't that spawn private dancer? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> but, bro, the bottom line is you could have had Big E do that. Ah. You, you could have had his career like really going nowhere. Then he throws his buddies under the bus. <laughs> Bro, he even could have used the the tape. He could have used the tape to throw a uh, uh, Woods under the bus. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. what what I'm saying is, bro, like they had New Day. He's still dressing like New Day. 
Mm-hmm. It's all the colors like New Day. They never broke out a story to make him an individual heavyweight champion. True. Yeah. So he, I'm, I'm telling you, bro, he, he's, it's the exact formula that, that we had with a McIntyre. He, yeah. He's experiencing the exact thing now, bro. Yep. Some song facts about Private Dancer. Uh, <clears throat> it's describing how empty she feels inside. Uh, in a nutshell, Tina's marriage to I quickly turned abusive, but it was years before she could find the strength to leave him. To get a divorce settled, she ceded to Ike's demands, walking away with just her name, born Anna Mae Bullock. Tina Turner, uh, she was 42 when she started to come back in the industry to prize his youth, especially among performers through hard work, time, and nerve termination. She overcame the Osling, a number one album with private. Yeah, but she wasn't going anywhere until she did that interview. Wow. So, so her number one album. So she started, she launched her singles career at 44 years old. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I but did that, know, that's, I did that's what I'm saying, bro. There's, yeah. I do remember Private Dancer did come from that abuse uh, yeah. situation. So, bro, think Very about it. Like, you, bro, listen, and, and it's all for the same reason. Look at McIntyre, look at Lashley, look at Biggie. Bro, would you consider any one of those three guys super over right now? Any of no, them? No, 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 no. Woods being the king of the ring. And, and and you're asking someone who loves New Day. Like, I, I'm a big New Day fan. But the problem is, I don't see, like, none of them feels larger than the business. And that's what you really like. To me, going back to the 80s and 90s, the more you book someone larger than the business, the more you're going to make money and draw Bro, people. 70s, 80s, and 90s. You yes. go, go back to Bruno. Bruno yeah. didn't win one, lose one, win right. one, lose one. No, bro. Bruno won all yes. the time. He camp for eight years. <laughs> yes, and when he lost, it was a shocker. Bro, yep. every one of those three guys I mentioned, win one, lose one, lost one, yep. lost one. Exactly. Bruno, Backland, Hogan, like you can go down the list. I mean, like of people who just didn't lose matches. Bro, it's no different than the greatest fighters in history. Yeah. We we don't talk about fighters that were a uh, hundred wins and a hundred losses. Right. You don't talk about those people. You talk about the Ali's and the Frazier's and the Tyson's. Why? Mm-hmm. Because of that one loss record, bro. Yep. They never got beat, and when they got beat, you never forgot it. True. People to this day know Buster, Buster Douglas. Douglas. Bro. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's a Columbus day. guy. He still's right. over Columbus. Yeah, right. that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about though bro that's that's real life yeah absolutely i think ali's only i think i think ali only lost five times in his whole career well i don't even think he lost that many do you I think he lost five yeah he lost, he lost to frazier he lost to foreman um his, uh, final his final boxing record was um eh, it was Man, he's got a long bio here. Um, hold on. Um, now you got me interested. Sixty-one and five. Sixty-one and five. Wow. Yep. yep. He lost five times. Marciano didn't lose any. He was forty-nine and zero, right? 
Yep. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, 50 and 0, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, what was Fraser? Uh, let's see. No, Fraser. Um, 30, uh, 32 and 4. Yeah, he wrestled. Uh, I mean, and yeah. keep in mind, too, bro, some of those fights they lost were their last fights. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. know, not, not in their prime, bro. Yeah, well, I think it was, was a Sonny Liston or something that uh, beat um, uh, um, Ali at the, at the very end or something like that. I, I don't remember. No, well, he he beat Sonny. He Liston. beat Sunny Liston. Yeah. It was it was somebody. It was just a relative no name that yeah. beat uh, that beat Ali at the very end. So, yeah, I was. It was very. Um, yeah, Burbick, Trevor Burbick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah back in eighty one. But yeah, bro, that that's why. I mean, that's you know. Yeah, he lost his last two. He lost. He lost yeah. three of his mean? last four. There you go. Lost That's what I'm Spinks talking about. 78, yep. Beat Spinks in 78. Lost to Larry Holmes in 80. I do remember that Larry Holmes. And Trevor Burbick was the one that uh, yep. Yep. he beat. He, he did lose. He, lo he did lose to Spinks. Um, yeah. Lost three of his last four. Yeah. And there's, yep. I mean, he, he lost to Ken Norton. That's what it was in 73. Oh, I remember that. Yep. So, so one has. From 71 to 73, four, eight, ten, ten fights, lost one, then one, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 more. Yeah. And, bro, the match he lost, that put Ken Norton on the map. Him over, yep. Because it was such a huge victory. It yeah. did. You've yeah. got you've got to follow that to some, you know, a semblance in wrestling, bro. That's you true. have to. Yeah, you point. have to. I mean, bro, let, let's look at any sport, bro. All the teams are not 50-50. There are, not. you know, there are, yeah. you know, some football teams are 14 and two yeah. and other teams are, you know, they're not all right in the middle. And if you're 50-50, guess what? You don't make the playoffs. Right, exactly. Like you have to That's earn right. your spot there. Yeah. Like yeah. you, like it, it's even difficult to have six or seven losses and make the wild card. You know what I yeah. mean? So you have to in, in any sport, you have yeah. to earn your spot. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how is Chad Gable earning his spot yeah. to go against the WWE champion with his record? I just right. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh 44 and six was Mike Tyson. Yeah. And he uh, lost actually, a lot of, fifty and six. Fifty, and he lost a lot of those fights yeah, toward the toward the, the end, end for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, Lennox Lewis, Vander Holyfield. I think he lost yeah. to Holyfield twice. Yeah. Uh, so the one of them was biting. Um, so yeah, lost to Lennox Lewis, lost to Danny Williams, Kevin McBride. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> friends uh, lost to yeah lost to Holyfield twice in a row. Yep. Yeah. So. All right, my man. Let them know you've got uh, you got some. Speaking of boxing, you you had a boxing match with this man via email, man. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we um, I'm starting that this week, bro. I cut the first show today. I did my first show today. I'm doing a series of shows, Vince versus Vince, and I am gonna uh, I am gonna end the shows with my my last email response to Vince that were a couple of weeks ago that I think is really gonna blow a lot of people away. Um, and that's going to be on the very last episode, but, uh, I'm only doing this guys on patreon.com 
forward slash Russo TWC. You will get the entire history of me and Vince McMahon leading to literally just a couple of weeks ago. Wow, man. <laughs> it's going to be uh, very interesting, and you, it, it's, a, it's a can't miss series that uh, Vince Russo is going to have. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Forward slash Russo, TWC, ladies Go here. You see that down there below our names? You just got to point. There you go. <laughs> It's a point now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone. That down there is patreon.com back uh, forward slash Russo TWC. Right. Somewhere around there. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. Have a good night, everybody. This is Lisa Raw. So long.